You have tuned in to the Lifted Lamb Radio, where Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We hope you enjoy your time here as we preach and teach God's Word to try to help us all grow closer to Him. And if you don't know Jesus, we pray you get to know Him before it's everlasting too late. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be back again with everybody tonight. I sure hope that you had a good day. Sure hope that you had a blessed day. Sure hope that things are going good for you. I know that may not be the case all the time. But God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Like we say so many times, our... Our situations down here doesn't change who God is up there. He's the same God today, yesterday, and forevermore. There is no change in Him. He said, I'm the Lord thy God and I change not. What do we do? We hold on to those unchanging hands. We change, people change, but God doesn't change. That's one of the good qualities of the Lord that we serve, the God that we serve, is that He does not change. Unlike people that we live with, people that we know, the people of this world, they change. Growing up, you know, I had good friends in in middle school. Good friends in middle school, elementary school, But when we got to high school, something changed. Our friendship fell apart. But God's a friend that'll stick closer to you than a brother. He's a friend that'll never leave you, never forsake you. He's a friend that'll help and guide you. He's a friend that will be there with you when you're going through the ups and the downs. He'll be there with you. He is... Well, he's a good friend. <laughs> he's just a good friend. He's a good old buddy. Best friend that I've ever had is Jesus. Well, why do you say that? Because of what he has done in my life. I had some good friends in my life that they couldn't do for me what God has done for me. I had some real close friends that could, couldn't do for me what Jesus has done for me. They couldn't save my soul. They couldn't change my life. They couldn't take this old stony heart out and put a heart of flesh in there. But Jesus can. Jesus did. And Jesus will. If you'll just let him here tonight. Just want to do a... Switch it up a little bit. Just a quick little teaching. Not nothing... Nothing new, nothing brown, groundbreaking. You know, nothing that's going to shake the foundations of this world. <laughs> just, just something that I was reading just a minute ago. And I thought, man, this is what the world needs. 
this right here, these few scriptures, is what the world needs. Whether they're born again children of God or whether they're lost. Whether they're claiming that Christian banner or whether they not whether they're not. This right here, if folks would just do these one, two, three, four, five little verses. How much better would this world be? But you can find these in the book of Romans, chapter 12. And we'll just start in verse 17. And we'll read down to verse 21. But the Bible says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. What about that? Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written... Vengeance is mine, I will repay, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Let me read that last one again. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now Paul here, he's writing to the Romans. Writing to the Gentiles. Those that are not born of Jewish descent. Me, I'm a Gentile. If you're not Jewish, then you are a Gentile. So Paul, you could say that Paul is writing this to me and you. Writing this to me and you. But he starts off and says, Recompense to no man evil for evil. That word recompense simply means to, to repay, so to speak. Never pay back evil for evil. And if you look at how this world is going, how, I mean, in just the past short period of time, I mean, we're talking maybe 15, 20 years, go back to 9-11 to when that took place. Do you remember how close this country was? I remember when it happened. I was laying on the couch, saw it on the news. The day after 9-11... It's like the world, the United States, they all came together. The nation was was together with brotherly kindness, you know, love for one another. At seeing that, that this great destruction that happened on on our soul. The lives that were lost that had no need to be lost 
But you see, just in the short period of time, now I'm not trying to get political or nothing like that, I'm just trying to get a timeline here. But you see, in the short period of time, what do we see? People are recompensing evil for evil. Everywhere you look, when you turn on the news, that, that's what you see is, well, somebody has made me mad. Somebody has done something to me. So I've got to repay them back for what they've done to me. Paul here is telling this Gentile people, telling the Romans here, recompense no man evil for evil. How much better would this place be, would this world be, if folks would just not try to get revenge on every little thing that goes on? Not try to be... It's like folks are just looking for something to make them mad in this world that we live in today just so they can recompense evil for evil. I mean, it's crazy to think about what, what has gone on in just a short period of time. But we know that, that these things are going to happen. The world... You know, we say, what, those songs, what this world needs now is love, sweet love. God sent the best love that has ever been. He sent his only begotten son. You can't get no more love for a undeserving people like we are than what God did for us. What this world needs is Jesus Christ. His love overcomes anything that we could ever do. The love that he had for giving his life on the cross for this lost and dying world. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet his enemy, while we had no, no access until Christ came, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. That was me and you. Everybody in this world, Christ has died for the ungodly. But when we see things, when you hear, like we said, what this world needs now is love, everybody's got, a, got an answer for what this world needs. Well, we need to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to go here. We've got to do that. But it's like nobody wants to talk about the actual issues of the evil that is in this world. The evil. The Bible says that the God of this world hath blinded the minds, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine into them. So there's a blinding there. There is a power of darkness there. Where folks just seem like they've got to recompense evil for evil. Gotta pay it back. If they did that to me, then I've got to do it to them. As we, as born-again children of God, this is, like that old song says, I'm using the Bible as a roadmap. This is our roadmap. So if the Bible says that we've got to recompense no man evil for evil, then that's what we've got to do. Then he says, provide things honest in all sides, or in the sight of all men. Provide things that are honest. 
doing things honestly. Sometimes we look at you know honesty as as um different levels of honesty. Like oh that's just a little white lie that really don't mean mean as much as me just flat out lying. The Bible talks about liars. And where liars are going is not to heaven. So provide things honest in the sight of all men. Then he goes on to say, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you. In other words, as much as is in your being, as much as it is possible for you to do this certain thing, he says, live peaceably with all men. Like I said, he wrote to the Romans, this Gentiles, these folks that are born again, trying to live for God. He says, as much as it is that lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. That meant with the Jews, with people that did not live in Rome. All men. Live peaceably with all men. If we look at, I live in Tennessee. I live in what we call the Bible Belt, the South. Folks in the North, again, not picking on nobody from the North, but folks in the North, they tend to make fun of people from the South. Which I never understood because <laughs> if you think about you don't never see anybody retire from the south and move up north, do you? Seems like everybody that retires from the north, they come down south. But I digress. That's just another story. But living peaceably, I live in Tennessee. A lot of folks that do not live around here don't understand how you know, we do things, may not live peaceably if they were to just move in in here and from like, uh, I don't know, say Washington or something like that. Their ways might be a little bit different. If I was to go to California, I probably wouldn't be able to live peaceably because my ways might, or, well, I, probably a whole lot different than their ways. They might not consider me or they might not be so peaceably to me because I don't maybe do the things that they do. But he says, live all that is as much as that lieth in you. In other words, as, as much as you can. Live peaceably with all men. That means color like I've said in, in podcasts before color is a big issue in this world that we live in today but like I said Christ settled the, the color issue over 2,000 years ago when he gave his life and now it, the cry that going out is whosoever will can come and take of the water of life freely it doesn't matter your color so when he said live peaceably with all men that means whatever color Whatever nationality, whatever 
race, whatever creed. All that is within you, all that life in you. Live peaceably with all men. Now that does not mean that all men are going to try to live peaceably with you. So we got to have an understanding here that not everybody is going to want to share living peaceably. But that does not mean that you do not try. See, there's a certain point to everything. If folks are not, if you're trying to live peaceably and folks are still coming against you, or still trying to do something against you, and it might be time to go another direction, so to speak. Just because the Bible says that we are to live peaceably with all men doesn't mean everybody is going to live by this Bible. And we've got to understand that. That just because we are trying to do what's right doesn't mean that everybody else is going to try to do what's right. When Jesus was here, he did what was right. The people, religious crowd there, they were not trying to, not one ounce, try to live peaceably with him. And they were the ones claiming to be godly. See what I'm saying? Not everybody is going to try to live peaceably with you just because you're trying to live peaceably with all men. Then he goes on to say, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. It says, Avenge not yourselves. Don't go after revenge. Somebody does you wrong, don't don't try to get revenge on somebody. But it says, give place unto wrath. In other words, let God handle it. Give place unto him. It said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. It says, avenge not. You know what? what revenge can do? It can get you to thinking about something all the time it can get you to a point of anger. And we did that podcast here, just, I can't remember, last week or something like that, on uh, about not being angry. Anger management, I think, was the name of it. How anger can rob you, can steal your joy, can steal your happiness, can steal your peace, can steal your comfort. Revenge is in the same sense. When you're just constantly thinking about how you can get back at a certain person or a certain something it can rob you of things that god is wanting you to have the peace the joy the happiness the contentment it can rob you of those things so he says avenge not yourselves but rather give place in other words let god handle it vengeance is his and he will repay now you can get to a point where you're wanting that revenge to take see that's a that's a that's a dangerous line is i'm not gonna seek the revenge but i'm gonna just sit here and wait for god to give the revenge and then i'm gonna relish in that we shouldn't be that way neither we shouldn't want to relish 
and somebody else's downfall. But it says, Venge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And here's something. Ooh, here's something that, man, you talk about tough to do. You talk about tough to do. It says, Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. Man, oh man. How hard would that be for you tonight? You know, they we say that old saying, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. What if you're the hand that's feeding and people keep biting you? You gonna still keep feeding? I believe it was Peter that asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive somebody? And I'm just paraphrasing. How many times should I forgive somebody that has done me wrong? What, seven times? Jesus told him seven times 70. In other words, it's a never ending. Now that don't mean you just let people run all over you. But if somebody does you wrong, forgive them. Give them another opportunity. But here, Paul's telling these boys, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If your enemy, the person that has done you wrong, gets in a situation and they need help, help them. If they get into a literal situation where they can't provide food for themselves, feed them. You realize what would take place in that? What kind of life might be changed with something like that? When a person knows that they've done you wrong, for one, if you look at it from the enemy's perspective, how humiliating it would be to come to you for something to eat. How humiliating that must be. But with that effort of trying to feed your enemy, it may soften a heart. It may actually do some good for that person. Therefore, thine enemy hunger, he said, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. He said, for in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Kind of like a, a sense of shame, so to speak, like we said there. How humiliating it would be for somebody 
that has done you wrong to come and ask you for help. You know that that person would have have to have had extinguished all other possibilities. That person would have to be on rock bottom. That person would have to be at the end of his rope to basically have to humble himself and come to the person that he has hurt in some form or fashion and ask for help. But like I said, in doing so, you may soften the heart of that boy or that girl or whoever it is. He may realize that, man, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do these things. I can change my ways. In doing so, looking at it from a Christian standpoint, in doing so, you may help somebody become a born-again child of God. You may help somebody find Jesus. How much better would this world be if we just fed the enemy? Now I'm not talking about those that are constantly trying to destroy. We know that Satan has his minions. We know he has principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. I'm talking about the the ones that that can be helped. Not saying that those folks can't be helped. But when you look at the scheme, grand scheme of on the totem pole, so to speak, people like me and you, common folk, we'll probably never meet some of these these people that are high up, what we call high up class, high up in in official business, so to speak. We'll probably never meet somebody like that. But the the addict that maybe stole from you. Ain't no telling how many of those that we can see see from a personal level. The addict, the drunkard, the everyday common thief, the simple lost person, the simple Christian that ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. The person that Runs you off the road? Somebody cuts you off in traffic? Are you going to throw them a snicker bar? You going to take them out to to a big steak dinner? He's your enemy, right? He ran you off the road. He's your enemy. How in the world could somebody do that? You going to go get him a two liter of Mountain Dew and take it to him? Say, boy, I appreciate you running me off the road like that. Feed him. Give him drink. In doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. May call somebody, like I said, from a spiritual standpoint, to 
to get to know Christ on a personal level. Might call somebody to soften that heart a little bit. Then he goes on to say, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Be not overcome of evil. Don't let evil overtake you, overtake your thoughts, overtake your mind, overtake your life. But overcome evil with good. Jesus said, and the Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus was always doing the will of the Father. No matter what he had to do, he was always, always ready and willing to do whatever the Father would have him to do. Let your mind, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Recompensing evil for evil was not in Christ's for lack of a better word, vocabulary. It wasn't something that he did. So if we we're supposed to have this same mind, then recompensing evil for evil is something that we should not be doing. Being overcome of evil, and again, when you look at the way that this world is going, it's so easy to be overcome with all this evil that's going on in the world. It's so easy to want to recompense evil for evil. It's not so easy to live peaceably with all men. It's not so easy to not try to seek revenge. Because that's our human nature is want to is wanting to to get back. That old Adam nature what the Bible talks about. But as born-again children of God, we can overcome evil with good. Christ overcame the things of this world by giving his life. He gave us the best example to follow be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. It's not always the easiest thing because we have this, this Adam nature. We have a flesh that we have to fight with every single day. The Bible talks about the flesh. Paul said that I find then a, a law within me that when I would do good, evil is still present with me. The evil is there. We have the power to overcome these things. But the evil, our Adam nature, our, our flesh does not want to do the will of God. It does not want to do the things that are right. It's a, something that we fight every single day. I know it's not mentioned a lot in preaching and teaching and stuff that's going on today, but your flesh is your biggest enemy. You know, we talk about Satan. Satan's up, like we said, in the high places, in the governments of this world, and the people that that have the wheelings and dealings and the 
and their hands in the things of this world. Satan's got his minions that does his his dirty work, but he more or less spends his time where he can do the most damage in the great and the bigger scale. When you hear people say, well, Satan's been on my back all week. Satan ain't been on your back all week. Satan don't have any power over born-again child of God unless we allow it to happen. We can overcome evil. And we can overcome evil with good. Like I said, if, if the world lost or saved, if they would just do half of these things, how much better would we be? We'd be in a lot better shape than the things that are going on. You see cities being burned down. People being killed. For what? For what? Has anybody just ever sat down and just said, Why? Why are you doing this? Well, it's in the name of this, or it's in the name of that. It's because of this person. It's because of the actions of these people. Get them all in a room. Start giving them drinks. Start giving them food. Start listening to people. Quit overcoming evil. Or quit recompensing evil for evil if this is a type of person that you are where you're just always looking for something to be mad at always looking for something that you can just try to get revenge on somebody feed your enemy and see how much farther you can get with that give your enemy something to drink and see how much farther you can get with that Everybody wants to try to figure something out, but nobody wants to listen to anybody. But as as the few, that's what the Bible talks about, the those that are on the straight and narrow path, the few is going to be to find it. There's going to be many on that wide and broad path. So the few, the few of us, we need to recompense, recompense no man evil for evil. We need to provide things honest in the sight of all men. We need to live peaceably with all men as much as we possibly can. Avenge not ourselves, but give place unto wrath, for the it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord, and don't be sitting there waiting, chomping at the bit for God to send that revenge. And your enemies, if your enemies hunger, feed them. If you thirst, give him drink. Because you don't know what that might mean. Like I said, how, how humiliating it would be for somebody to try to ask somebody that they've hurt for help. 
But in the process of you doing what God's will is, might soften a heart and might bring somebody to know Christ on a personal level, become born again. Then he says, don't let evil overcome you. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. The good that you can do, the, the slightest bit of good that you can do will go a whole lot farther than any evil that you will ever do. The slightest little bit of good that you could do will outweigh any evil that you will ever try to do on anybody. We've got a, like we said, we've got a road map here. Paul wrote to the Romans. Paul wrote to one thing about the Bible, it doesn't go old. It doesn't get old. You don't just, you don't lay this thing on a shelf. It ain't like a, like a steak. You take it out of the freezer, you leave it out of the freezer, that thing's going to go bad. God's word doesn't go bad. It may have been written thousands of years ago, but it still applies to me and you. That's what's so good about it. Still applies to our daily life, our daily walk. Christian walk, it still applies. No matter how old these words are. It still hits home and it's still good. But if we want to see any kind of change in this world, like I said, it's never going to be. Everybody talks about peace. Oh, peace, worldly peace, it's never going to happen. Hearts of men is on evil continuously. It's never going to happen. But we can try to make the time that we live in a little bit better. Maybe grow our, raise our kids to live by these words. Generation before us, my generation, slacked on this. I think that's why a lot of the things are going on now. They slacked. But we've got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing this, that your labor is not in vain. So teach it. Preach it. Live it. And like I said, we might, might make it a little bit better for the time that we live in. But like I said, just a little, just a little thought, little teaching, you know, nothing, nothing groundbreaking. But man, if more people would pick this old book up and just read, just read and do, man, what a change we would see! What a change! But just a little simple. Simple teaching, like I said, it wasn't going to get too, too in-depth on anything. I was just in there reading and just come across that. And I thought, man, if the world, Christians alike, would just do that right there, man. How much, 
how much better would this place be? Wouldn't be perfect. Never going to be perfect, but it would be a little bit better. I know it would be. I know it would be. But I hope you got a blessing out of this. I hope it maybe helped you. Maybe got you to thinking, you know, who, who, who can I help? Have I got Have I got an alt against anybody? Have I got something against somebody? Have I been caught up in, in seeking revenge? Have I been caught up in evil? We just need to let those things go and do our best, best to help some folks. But I hope you got a blessing out of it. I hope it maybe draws you a little closer. That's all, like I said, that's all we do is just try to help people that don't know Jesus get to know him and those that do know him and have accepted him to help them grow just a little bit closer to them. But if you got a comment or question or, or anything like that, uh, maybe an encouraging word, a prayer request, shoot us an email at thellradio at gmail.com and if it's a prayer request, we'll make it known and get people praying for you. But I sure hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed doing it. And I hope you got a blessing. Hope you got some help. Because like I said, that's all we're here to do is just trying to help. Trying to use this stuff for good instead of the stuff for evil. But I sure do love you. I sure do appreciate you for listening. And until next time, may the good Lord bless you. Thank you for tuning in to The Lifted Lamb Radio. We sure hope that you got a blessing out of this, because it sure was a blessing for us to be able to do it. Just trying to shed a little light to a world full of darkness. And until next time, may the good Lord bless you.